From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast from your friends at TV Guide. I'm your Survivor-obsessed host, Fox Van Allen, and joining me this week, as is the case every week throughout the Survivor 40 Winners at War season, uh, a man who runs around and just butts in on everybody's Survivor conversation, it's Mr. Lance Cartelli. Hello, Lance! Hey, Fox, I'm ready to butt in on your conversation right now. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we have a, uh, we, we are merged, Lance. That is, we are, we're like at the halfway point of the season. Um, I can't and, believe it. Yeah, it was a uh, an interesting episode. We got a lot to talk about here. Uh, so obviously, we're going to be talking about the uh, the epic Edge of Extinction buyback challenge. Uh, we'll talk about uh, who benefits from Wendell being voted out and and who probably screwed themselves here. And uh, we'll we'll give you another uh, Survivor business report. I know everybody loves business reports, right? Very exciting stuff. Um, so I, I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know we normally start with uh, we normally start by talking about who got voted out uh, of the game this week, uh, but I want to do things a little bit differently uh, this week because I think we need to talk first about who gets voted or who gets put back in the game, and then we'll talk about who gets voted out of the game. Um, we let's 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 head straight off to the edge of extinction. How exciting is this, right? Edge of extinction. I mean, to be honest, these first 15 minutes on Edge of Extinction were probably like the best we've had. It might have been my favorite 15 minutes of the whole season, you know, just injected straight into my veins. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, uh, we we start out the episode right there on Edge of Extinction, and it's finally time to do some shopping. Uh, we've been talking about, like, this is going to come eventually here. Uh, we've been talking about Natalie having four fire tokens. Uh, Rob has three. Uh, and both of these two people, uh, Rob and uh, Rob and uh, Natalie, decide that they are going to go for it, and they're going to buy an idol, and buy a single advantage in this challenge. Uh, now we were talking about this before, where you could buy up to three advantages in a challenge, um, and it, it seems like everybody buys one. Uh, nobody goes for the two or the three. Everyone buys one, and I, I think every every single token that was on Edge of Extinction is now uh, is now spent. Um, so I, I guess the uh, the the interesting thing here, I guess, is that um, the challenge here between uh, the challenge here between Tyson and Rob is so incredibly close. It is it's like neck and neck right up to the last second, and you gotta think, oh man. If Rob had just, instead of going for that idol, if he had gotten that second advantage or that third advantage, he'd probably have won that thing. Right? Yeah. It's so yeah, close. Absolutely. So close. And I think I think him and Natalie just got greedy with the one advantage and then going for that idol. Mm -hmm. I, I think, first of all, I want to say, I think it's really smart uh, what Rob and Amber did here. Uh, it was kind of expected. I, I, I think uh, we're, yeah. we're talking about this being a very strong possibility where they pool their tokens together. Um, Amber is just really doesn't have a chance in this challenge. Um, so they, they put all their money on Boston Rob, who is apparently great at everything. Um, literally. But putting, not all their, putting all their money on Boston Rob, literally here. Um, and, uh, you know, it's... It's a heck of a gamble here, and I feel like Boston Boston Rob probably more than anyone else would need Nidal if he got back in the game. 
because he's such a huge target, because he's someone who's so hard to, you know, he, can you trust Boston Rob to benefit? Like he's going to benefit himself the entire time. It's, I mean, it's a tough sell, but um, but you got to get back in the game first, right? You got to bet. You got to get back in the game. Yeah. It, it's tough. Like, I think he just thought since everybody else was doing one advantage, he can get a little greedy with it. And he does. If he went back in, he's the number one target. So you kind of do feel like you have to have that that uh, advantage with you. But my big issue with Edge of Extinction, I said it before, is mm-hmm. a guy like Ewell, who was right there in it, he just got so screwed over just because he was he lasted longer than anyone there and now couldn't even buy one advantage. If he had just one fire token was able to buy one advantage, he gets back in. Yeah, that's the uh, that's really the unfortunate thing here, and you can kind of I guess Parvati did have a chance to find some tokens there, but she doesn't have any either. Uh, but she kind of suffers from the same thing, where you know a couple if you got voted out, you know the first or second or the third. I mean, they basically just with that log challenge just gave a bunch of fire tokens out for free. So anyone yep. who was voted out first or second or third is going to have one of these tokens. So Danny. Danny, who's done absolutely nothing on Edge of Extinction, has a token and an advantage. But Yule, who played a great game and got voted out at the last minute uh, and spends virtually no time on Edge of Extinction, uh, he is so far behind uh, everybody else just because he arrived last. And that that stinks. It really does kind of stink. And it doesn't quite feel right. I I don't know. It it just doesn't... It just feels opposite of what they're going for with Survivor. And... Even though Yule had that huge disadvantage, he was right there. If he doesn't drop that ball, he might actually win. Yule was Yule was definitely in the hunt, um, and you know maybe he could have made something work with uh, with an advantage there. Um, but you know, I, maybe I guess you could possibly say that uh, if you've been out of the game uh, for such a long time, like Natalie has, like Danny has, like maybe even Ethan has, then you really do need some kind of like advantage, maybe. Uh, if you're going to get back in the game just because you're so far behind socially. Um, But, I mean, you got to get back in the game first. And if you don't have any fire tokens, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Um, So so what did you think of of who came back? With Tyson coming back, were you happy? Were you sad? Who did you want to come back? What did did you think of all that? um, I will say that this is probably one of the best uh, best possible uh, options here. Uh, I would have loved to have seen Yule come back for sure. Um, I I think... uh, I, I think Tyson, uh, maybe Natalie, but Tyson is one of the few people who could make something work of it, of a second time around. Uh, he is part of that uh, former The Call group, uh, as opposed to a Sele, um, who, who are kind of behind in the numbers a little bit, um, maybe because he has a better relationship with all these uh, power players in the game, he can kind of get something going. It, it looks like he's already got something uh, going a little bit with uh, with Tony and Jeremy and Ben and the, the quote, big threats. Um, but I, I was excited. And I, I think Tyson is a, he's a fantastic guy in the confessionals. Like he's so, he's so funny. And he is, uh, you know, it, th- this means we'll probably see more of him, uh, which is great. Um, and we also, we get to see Tyson playing from the bottom, which is great because I think that someone with Tyson's personality is absolutely insufferable when he is in power and absolutely like en- enchanting when he is out of power. It's it's like one of those, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I uh 
I got to say, as much as I love Tyson and he he's on my fantasy survivor squad and stuff, so I was happy to see him come back. I was a little disappointed that Rob and you, Rob or Yul didn't come back. I think those two were the only two, and Parvati, I think, that would have been a, a little more compelling. But yeah. Rob and Yule both being in that final three that were in there, I think I would have rather seen either of them come back. But I loved his, you know, guttural victory cry and everything, which was <laughs> really cool. And, you know, Rob had his chance. Yeah. He, uh... He's he was there there first, he and he was just a split second behind. But if he doesn't drop that ball, he wins that. And if he makes the decision not to go for the idol, uh, maybe he wins it as well. Although you gotta yep. think that if Rob gets back in the game without an idol, uh, having Ben and all, all these other folks there, uh, you know, maybe they're gonna, maybe he's gonna be the person just gets voted out here at the merge, um, you know, instead of Wendell. Uh, just because he's Boston Rob, man, he's so yeah. You have to put so, the target on him. So I, I, I really don't blame him, especially yeah. because he got that extra token and everything, too, and he was right there in it. So yeah. he's going to have a real good shot to come back because it's pretty much two against everyone else because they're just him and Amber are just going to team up again. Yeah, that that is true. And uh, although we will see, have to see who gets voted out in the, in the meantime here, um, there's going to be something uh, a very interesting, uh, though. I want to I want to give a shout out to the uh, Survivor editors. Uh, for some foreshadow, and, and foreshadowing has been a little bit hit or miss this season. Uh, I feel like we had some foreshadowing that there was going to be something interesting going on between Rob and Sandra. That really didn't happen. Um, but one piece of foreshadowing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do something I've never done before here, Lance. I'm gonna play a clip. I'm gonna play a clip Ooh. from a couple weeks ago, Lance. Ooh. Yeah, how about this? The idol is three tokens. But if I wasted three tokens on this and never got back in the game, I would look the fool. But I'm not a fool. I don't think. Uh, he is not a fool. He is not a fool. And I've got to say that this decision to eat peanut butter looks so damn good right now. It really does. Do you think? Yeah, I was, I was gonna say I was gonna say this for the what we learned, but I learned that the the peanut butter was worth it. It paid off. Yeah, and, and I I want to say like I, I think that this peanut butter really could have been a, a factor here in this win. Just. You know, it, there are plenty of aspects of this challenge where if Tyson moves us a little bit slower, doesn't have a, as much energy, he's going to fall a couple seconds behind and Rob's going to beat him out. So That's right. He uh, knew all the nutritional uh, aspects of peanut butter and it paid off. But now I wonder, did he tell anybody else where the peanut butter was? If he gets voted off again, does he go straight back to his spot where he left the peanut butter? Did he eat it all? That's a great question. I was wondering that myself, whether or not he got to bring the jar with him, like the leftovers. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. I, I'm sure he went and ran off and had a big old bite of it before the uh, challenge as well. So, um, you know, a little peanut butter on his breath. But that's that's good. That's good. He uh, it's, it's a very oh, and the, the challenge itself was I mean, the challenge itself was absolutely epic. There were like six or seven pieces to it. Um, yeah, there was, uh, it reminded me a lot. The, um, I think the, uh, the, the pole building to get the key, like I've seen that before in like redemption Island challenges. Like I think Ozzy mm -hmm. did that to get back in the game. Um, now I did press pause on my, uh, I, I, I watched it live, 
because uh, what the hell else am I going to do? I'm stuck in I'm stuck here in this sequester for the next three months or whatever it is. Uh, so I, I went uh, this morning and I rewatched the episode and I hit pause to actually take a look at this like advantage menu, like the Ed- Edge of Extinction Challenge advantages, and there were. There seemed to be a little bit of confusion online as to whether or not people could have bought the three, what they would have been, Uh, but it's all spelled out here on the sheet that appears on your TV screen for like a fraction of a second. Uh, So we we saw advantage one, it's just you skip that digging, right? Uh, But the second advantage, uh, there are three sticks uh, pre-assembled. That's the second piece of the advantage uh, if you spend two tokens, and if you spend three tokens, that key ring uh, that you use the sticks to get is a little bit closer. Um, so, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to see how, you know, one of those, one or two of those advantages there would have really changed the outcome, um, which is, uh, which is, I mean, depending how close it came, Tyson might've not even had to use any sticks. He's so tall and lengthy (laughs) that he might've just been able to grab it at that point. He is a long ass man. He is. The one thing, uh. That really stuck out to me was this competition was really built for Tyson and Rob. It's yeah, like I said, Tyson's so long and everything, and then Rob's just good at everything. So you can kind of just assume he's going to be good at it. But like, just everything that he had to do, like that was made for Tyson and gave him a real advantage. Yeah. Um, one more interesting thing that I noticed here on the uh, the advantage menu here on Edge of Extinction is about the hidden immunity idol. And uh, it's it's hard to read exactly the the full paragraph of rules that come with it uh, because the uh, the paper's a little bit curled up, words are hidden. It's it's hard to see. But what you can see is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote. It's, it's a partial quote, but it, it's it's the these are the only words I could read here. Uh, fail to get back in the game. Fail to get back in this time. You keep the idol. Uh, obviously there's some words preceding that. Uh, I'm guessing like, if you fail to get back in this time, you keep the idol. Uh, yeah. and then later in that paragraph, it says, uh, it may be given or sold. Uh, it doesn't say to who, uh, maybe it's, it's hidden. I'm guessing on edge of extinction, you know, if Natalie gets a, you know, if, uh, Amber picks up a couple more tokens, she could buy a second idol from Natalie maybe. Um, but it's, it's Mm. interesting to note that those idols that Rob and, uh, Natalie have are not necessarily completely useless. If they get back in the game, you know, at the next opportunity, which is presumably final five, final six, um, they could use that idol. So not entirely wasted, but probably wasted. At least one of them did for sure. One of them wasted it. Yeah. Yeah. And so now if Rob and Amber can just somehow come together and get three tokens, they can buy the next three advantages and then battle back, and he's got everything you need, pretty much. Yep, and I don't believe you would need more than one uh, idol because the, by the time you get back in the game, there are not going to be many opportunity, not many tribal challenge, uh, not many tribal councils where you can use that idol anyway. Uh, especially yeah, so if they get... Fire if, four. If they hit their three, they can go and buy some peanut butter or some food or something, too, to just get even stronger for that challenge maybe something to make the edge of extinction more romantic for them uh, i know jeff was very mm. concerned about it uh not being romantic for them uh and that was what they were what he was hoping for i guess i don't know um yeah can i just can't imagine how uh an island where you sleep on the sand and you get a scoop of rice a day isn't romantic it's 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 so beautiful you're dirty and smelly all the time you're sand it, it and physically sand broke everywhere. like some of the 
it physically broke some of the strongest people. Like Natalie, even Tyson doesn't have a joke about it. And then Prost's like, is it romantic? Yeah, Tyson's like crying there. That's uh, that's that's intense, man. Edge of Extinction, I guess, breaks you. Um, everybody hates it. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're there, it's yeah, worst place the Boston and, Rob's ever been to. And when you're at home, you're not sure if you like the twist anyway. Um, I'm glad we have it here. I, I am I am glad to see Tyson get back in the game. We'll see if he can uh, follow through on Parvati's request to crush them. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but it does seem like he does put some, uh, get some roots in those cracks, so to speak, um, and sticks around at least for this first tribal. No one's even speaking his name in this episode as someone that they need to get out. So, um, you know, the day of reckoning could come in six days and nine days at some point in the future, uh, but it doesn't come here. Uh, and he really just kind of works his way back into the fold. And that's one of the reasons why I'm glad it was him who got back in the game. Um, so Rick Devins 2.0 is uh, is apparently Tyson. So I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so I, I think that, that about covers our uh, Edge of Extinction uh, hijinks here. Uh, the next next up, obviously, we are we are merged, and uh, we, we've got some, some wild happenings at the merge, and we're going to talk about that right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Lance, so we are back, and uh, we're talking the merge here. Uh, we have uh, four, uh, 11 survivors, uh, plus Tyson, uh, now bringing us up to 12. And uh, we've, we've got a big merge feast, and uh, finally everybody gets a chance to meet each other, uh, and Denise gets a chance to tell her story about how she slayed the queen with her own idol. Um, and uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's very interesting here. Uh, about Denise and her position in this game. Uh, she's she's really setting herself up to be a huge target here. Um, even Sophie mentions it. You know, one person has a resume out here, and it is Denise. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about Denise just because of, like, they showed it a couple episodes ago. Tony was really trying to put her on a pedestal, and now it's just obvious. And she, it feels like she's kind of, like, digging it a little bit. She's like, like in her own smell and stuff like yeah. she's just getting very confident she's like oh yeah i'm the queen slayer and she's just very confident in that which you like to see and stuff but it just feels like something bad's going to happen yeah and i i want to say we can we're going to talk more about the uh, immunity challenge in a little bit but uh you know if denise doesn't win that and if denise is not immune at this tribal council she is in a heap of trouble uh because it seems like a lot of people's plans uh involve well, now that it can't be Denise, maybe it should be this person. Um, so, you know, she, she's lucky. She's lucky here. Um, and maybe this one immunity is all she needs. Uh, but I, I'm worried for her moving forward. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, there is, despite the fact that Denise is a huge target, and everybody's kind of like looking at her like that, uh, the, there are four other huge targets in the game who decide that they would like to work together. And that's Tyson, Ben, Tony, and Jeremy. 
the these big uh, big uh, alpha male types, I, I guess you could say, um, who really are, are are seen as threats. Um, and, and at no point does that group of four include Denise in this conversation that, that, oh, well, she's a huge threat too now, so, so maybe it's her. No, they just realize that, oh, no, it's just the four of us, and boy, are we outnumbered. Um, I love that their idea of big threats was really just guys versus girls. Only men, yes, that's right, only guys. Um, although, to be fair, when Tony does talk about who the non-big threats are, uh, who the uh, small threats are, uh, so to speak. Uh, it's Wendell, Nick, Adam, and Michelle. Uh, Michelle's yeah. really the only person here who's who's listed as a small threat. Uh, yeah, it's really inside. just a, a Ben thing. Ben is the guy that thinks yeah. it's men are the threats. Yeah, um, and then you know, no one, no one, no one's calling Sophie either a big threat or a small threat. Uh, you know, and no one's calling Sarah a big threat or a small threat, and maybe that's exactly where you want to be. Uh, just, just in the middle there. Uh, you know, no one's, no one's targeting you because you're a big threat. No one's targeting you because you're a little threat. You're just there. And uh, I, I, I'm thinking that you know, she's this this group of this group of big threats are going to go. You know, they're going to make it a couple more rounds in the game, and then I feel like it's going to turn against them. Um, at, at some yeah, point, yeah, especially here. if especially if Sophie just keeps you know shadow running the game, kind of what Jeremy wanted to do, where she's driving the bus, and yeah, if it's her, she put the target on Wendell, and she got Wendell. So if she wants the big targets out, I feel like the way the game's going, she can get those big targets out. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about Jeremy for a little bit because I think his position in the game is very interesting, uh, and, and so and Sophie really has him clocked, like one hundred percent. Sophie knows exactly what's going on where you know uh jeremy's saying like he wants to drive the bus but doesn't want everyone to know he's driving the bus and then sophie's basically sitting there saying like so it looks like jeremy's the power player here like he has so much power like an outsized amount of power and uh she's really uh, you know this when this vote comes together and it starts to be like, okay, is it going to be like, is it going to be Wendell? Is it going to be, is it going to be Nick? It really comes down to like, who is going to hurt Jeremy the most if they go out of the game? Which I think is such an interesting way of like looking at the vote. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it really shows you like the level at which Sophie is playing. Uh, versus the level that which everyone else is playing, you know, like it looks like uh, it feels like Tony and uh, and Tyson and Jeremy uh, and Ben they're two steps ahead, but at the same time it seems like Sophie's three steps ahead, um, and everyone else is back. Like Adam may be like four steps behind. Like he is, <laughs> he is. Uh... I don't even know if Adam's on the board anymore. <laughs> Uh, he's there and he's playing and he is the, he is the person who you say is going home, but then doesn't go home. Um, so, uh, so let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about how this, uh, how this vote starts, starts shaping up here. Um, because, uh, at, the, at first it's, uh, you know, Wendell's kind of throwing Sophie's name out there, possibly, uh, saying that Sophie's playing the game. Um, uh, Jeremy uh, notes that uh, Denise is playing a much better game than people think. 
uh, and and Wendell Wendell uh, tells Jeremy they they have a good uh, they have a good thing going uh, Wendell and Jeremy because they apparently they know each other outside the game. It's another one of those um, where they've met. They each did other. A, a terrible job of hiding how much they liked each did other too. They're gonna terrible. if they're gonna team up, you just can't be buddy buddy like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's clear as day that they're that, you know that they're they're just you know good friends and. Uh, Jeremy hears that Wendell's mentioning Nick is his number one. So Jeremy wants to be Wendell's number one. So Nick has got to go. Um, and I, I don't, is that, first of all, is that a good move for Jeremy's game? Like, is, is that good for Jeremy? Uh, no, I don't think so. Especially because we have all the information. So we personally he should be targeting the people running the game and stuff like i get where he's coming from where if this person is in the spot i want to be then i should take that spot kind of you know game of thrones ish or like star wars ish where you know like the sith leader taking over and stuff so i kind of get that but if this actually might end up being okay for jeremy just because if it frees him from being connected with wendell and maybe a sinking ship with uh, nick and michelle mm. maybe jeremy can you know be a swing vote somewhere, but he's still such a physical threat that I feel like unless he uh, can get some more advantages, he might be in some trouble. But he does have that one advantage to get out of uh, tribal. That's true. That's true. And uh, just as a reminder, that one uh, can be used at up until final 10. Uh, we are now, next episode is final 11. Uh, so it's either next episode or the one after that. Where Which might be really to... good timing for him. It could be. Next week, Next week could be his week. I feel like Adam is just the easy play, and maybe that's a guy they just string along, and mm. he's the layup at the end, and they take out Jeremy. But I think Jeremy, his days are numbered unless some things change. Yeah, um, you know, and Jeremy is such a, you know, he is just such a, he's a huge target. Like, he knows it, and we know it, and he is so, he he's driving the bus, man. He wants to drive that bus. And that is, he's going to, it is not a good time for bus drivers right now. He's going to I thought it was, I, I do think it was really cool that they, the episode really followed him around and he's, you know, trying to drive the bus. But everything that he's doing was changed. He altered his plan. He's like, okay, I guess we'll go after Adam as long as it's not Wendell kind of thing. And you see all that. And then you just kind of see Sophie really doing the, the shadow moves that actually worked and stuff. And I thought that was a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. And, and that's it. That's the thing. Like Jeremy's talking about how he doesn't want to be seen as the one who's driving the bus, but maybe, maybe it's, he's basically describing Sophie's position here where yep. Sophie is really the key person here. It seems who, or at least the edit gives her the credit for it of moving things from between, okay, it's it's either Wendell or Nick, from, and moving it from Nick, because Jeremy thinks he can work with Wendell, to vote out Wendell, because Jeremy thinks he can work with Wendell. Uh, and, even, and Sophie even tells us to Tony that she doesn't mind cutting Jeremy off the knees here by voting out Wendell. Um, and so... Uh, first of all, like I think that's very interesting that they have this conversation. That's like a that should be a big warning sign, I think, for Tony here, who has this plan. Like Tony's the one who is all gung ho about keeping these big threats in the game, and Sophie is basically telling Tony like Jeremy's a big threat. We need to weaken him. Uh, so, I, I mean, yeah, I I, th I think uh, I think Tony's just kind of blinded by like, hey, I need to stay alive. And I need to get my people together and stuff. But we also, you know, we didn't get a, we got a lot more of Tony reacting than, you know, t 
Tony being a big part of the episode. So I do wonder if that did get on his radar and we just didn't see it. Because I, I agree with you. Everything that she said would be like, holy crap, she's playing this game. Maybe she moves up the li- uh, on my list. Yeah. Uh, Tony has, I guess the, the theme of Tony's game here, and it's not just this episode, it's come up a couple times, uh, where this, this, but this episode specifically he mentions uh, kind of going with the flow and wherever, wherever the stream takes him. Um, and he kind of did that with, uh, you know, some previous votes as well. And that's gotten him here, which is great. Like, Tony made the merge. And, you know, Tony has not gotten a single vote against him yet. But at some point, you know, you're going to need to, like, you're entering the end game, And it really does matter which chess pieces are still on the board. And Tony's getting rid of all the chess pieces that he could really need here. You know, like, he... You know, he, he's losing San- – he lost Sandra, who he really could have used. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Sandra kind of turned against him. Um, but, you know, Tony was a big part of why that happened. Uh, and then, you know, here he he loses a, a meat shield uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, in Wendell here. Um, and, you know, it's uh, his – I'm worried about him. I, I've been worried about him for a while. And I want to see Tony go far because Tony's fantastic and he's crazy and he's so good TV, but I'm worried about him. Yeah, I just want to see, say he does continue on and he makes it. Well, how's he going to win? He needs to start building his resume a little bit. He can't just yeah. show up at the end and, and think he's going to win. And I think that's going to start getting in the back of people's heads, especially now that we're at the merge. I think you're going to start seeing people be a little more reckless, a little more I need to outshine some of these people, especially because we're already hearing like – Denise has this very public resume. Yeah. Sophie's playing this really strategic game. Who other than those two has like the story to win right now? I know it's still early. We just merged and stuff. But like those two are the only two that are really putting together that I deserve to win kind of resume right now. Maybe Michelle too. Yeah, I uh, know. I let's let's I, I want to let's dig let's dig deeper a little bit into this here right here. Um especially cuz uh the, these so-called big threats here, right? Uh Tyson, Ben, Tony, Jeremy. How many of these four people actually have a shot at winning the game? Uh, I, I'll be honest. If I was playing this game, I'd be fine like making an alliance and taking Ben to the end because I don't think Ben's going to win. Ben's not going to. Ben thinks he's nope. a big threat, but he's not. Ben's Ben's a middling yeah. threat. What has like, Ben done? You know, uh, he got rid of Boston Rob, but I think that was probably a mistake. Like that's what he did. Uh, yeah. So you know he's got that. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, Tony and done Sophie it. can Sophie can just take credit for that move too. She as she was a part yeah, of it. Yeah, uh, Tony's done really nothing here, like you said, to to merit winning the game. You know, maybe he'll do something in the future. But if we're deciding now, it's not Tony uh, and, and Jeremy. Uh, you know, Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy's got Natalie on Edge of Extinction to vote for him. Uh, but what is has Jeremy really done a lot in this game? You know, he he made it through a tribal because, you know, Denise saved him. Um, uh, I don't know that, that he has a real great resume here either. I, I want to say the only person of this four who I think has a great shot of winning the game here is Tyson. Uh, because Tyson doesn't go back in the game with an idol, but I think he goes back in the game with like six jury votes. Uh, every single old school player is going to vote for Tyson. They're all rooting for him. So I think that yep. makes Tyson the only of these big threats. He's the only one who's legitimately a big threat. And he's, no one's even concerned about him. Yeah, I could potentially see like Jeremy make like a run and win like a lot of idols or uh, a lot of immunity challenges and stuff and, and go from there. But yeah, like you said, none of those people really have. I, I definitely see Tyson as a strong 
contender, but I just don't see him making it to the end either. I feel like he's just going to go back to uh, Edge of Extinction. Yeah. Um, I, I think you mentioned Denise, like for sure. I think she's got an argument if she makes it to the end. Uh, you know, she's got a big move there, and if she does make it to the end, it'll be, um, you know, she doesn't have an awful lot of friends in this game. She's got an alliance mate here in Adam, um, but it looks like Denise is ready to cut Adam free if she needs to, yeah. and Adam is so out of the loop that no one wants to talk strategy with him that she really can't do anything with Adam uh, without, like, joining him on the bottom, so that's almost like a dead end. Um uh, you know, it's it's hard to uh, honestly, it's hard to see Adam winning the game at this point, right? Like no, Adam's no, kind of Adam more than anything else is is looking like a real good contender here, possibly to be that zero vote guy at the end who you know makes it to the final tribal, but no one's going to want to vote for him. You know, I could see that happening for sure. Um, you know, it's it's I think it's very limited as to the uh, you know the number of people who have a shot at winning this game. Um, exactly. I, I really think it's it's two. And to me, it'd be a huge upset if Sophie doesn't win right now. Yeah, yeah. She she looks great. Um, but the one thing I, I think that makes the season so complicated and so hard to read is the fact that it is an edge of extinction season. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Tyson being back, like we had, like, we really had no idea who was coming back in the game. Like there was no, like we thought it was going to be Natalie just because she was in such a great shot uh, position with all the tokens, possibly Ra because he's so good at challenges and also has a ton of tokens. Um, you know, Tyson obviously in a hunt here, but probably was not the number one choice. Uh, number one, you know, on top of the list of people who would most be most likely to return. Um, so, you know, I, and there's going to be one more at that final five, final six, where they're going to be such a big player in the game. And, you know, if who who knows what putting Amber in at that point could do or putting Parvati in at that point could do or putting you know, anything, you know, it's, it's so hard to tell because we just have zero information about that. And there's like no, like there's not a lot we can like, like we're just kind of blind to what's going to happen in the future, and it's it's going to change things so much. So it's it's hard to say for sure. But with you, like I, I think so- Sophie has been kind of like my pick all season long, and with each episode, she is looking better and better. Um, but I, I think that's because she is such a fantastic player, and that's why I chose her as one of my winner picks. Uh, Adam being the other one because she is just like she just knows what to do, and she is great at executing it. And She's she's just a likable person as well. Like you know, uh, she was. Uh, how did how, did you feel for her when she was called? Like I felt so. I wanted to give, I wanted to give her my jacket. If I had a members only jacket, I would have given it to Sophie. I mean, I felt bad for all of them. Uh, I don't think I felt bad like for her more than anybody else. But then she also had like a turtleneck sweater like after that all <laughs> happened and stuff too so I, I don't know how bad i could really feel but to get back to what you're saying yeah i think the only way i mean she could be getting that devon's edit where it's like okay this guy or for her this girl is winning this whole thing but then someone comes back and kind of takes it and stuff that but still just feels like a huge upset if sophie does not win yeah um, all right, uh, so uh, let's. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, um, immunity ch- and individual immunity challenge. I think we just kind of started talking about it anyway. So let's uh, let's get into that. And I also want to talk a little bit more about. I want to talk a little bit more about Adam and, and his confessionals uh, be- because he is just he is. He may not win the game, but he is uh, he is very he's very entertaining. Uh, and we're going to do all that right after this. 
exclusively on Paramount Plus. Get ready Vamanos. to explore like never before. Swiper no swiping. Oh man! Swing into action. We need your help. With a girl who put adventure <laughs> on the map. I don't think I can do it, Dora. I'll protect you, Boots. Together, we got this. Todos juntos. Yeah. Dora, the brand new series. Stream with your family now, exclusively on Paramount Plus. Okay, Lance. So we are uh, we're back, and let's talk about this uh, individual immunity challenge for a little bit, because uh, this is a uh, Survivor classic, and it is a. Uh, uh, I, I love this challenge. It's it's one of those stamina challenges, and it's just hold on to this pole as long as you can. Um, and it just looks so awful. Just they're freezing, they're wet, in pain, just on that pole. It's just the perfect first challenge in Emerge. Yeah, and the rain just, like, puts it over the edge, right? That's what makes – because it's, like, slippery now, and it's miserable, and it's so much harder. Uh, and that makes it good. That just makes it so good. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a, it's a individual immunity challenge, but, uh, they give away two necklaces here, which I think is, uh, interesting. There's one for a man and one for a woman, uh, and, uh, a token bonus as well. They're going to put a couple of tokens into the survivor economy, a little bit of a post-merge bailout here. Um, so it's a, it's a high stake challenge to be sure here. Um, and it is a rough challenge. Like I... Uh, my hands hurt just looking at that thing. I get my my feet too, because I guess that's the worst no, my, of it, right? My feet hurt way more. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, the person I actually felt, I know how you yeah. said uh, if you asked me if I felt bad for anybody, yeah. the person I felt bad for was Michelle. That fall she took was gnarly. That's it was like, like uh, kind of reminded me of Jacqueline and uh, Sam Juan Del Sur when she took that huge fall. Oh, look at you getting a cut, the deep cut there from uh, San Juan. That's right. Yeah, she, yeah, she must have fallen like ten feet. That was a, that was a big fall. Uh, and you yeah. can see the other, you know, the other survivors like afterwards were kind of like inching their way down the pole as they were getting closer to failure. I guess they wanted to avoid that, yeah. but like uh, Michelle yeah. was just Michelle she... was down until Adam like was there like and picked her up basically. She she's so lucky that she didn't seriously injure herself too, and had to get taken and medevaced or anything. You know, she got really lucky. But she is she is so tough. Like I I love Michelle, and this is like another like we we were talking like last uh, last week when she like really took that hard fall on the balance beam uh, and just kind of like laughed it off, like even though it for sure had to hurt like heck. And like again this week, like it really looks like that like really really hurt but like she doesn't need medical like she's not like she's not like crying she's not screaming she's not like in pain she's just like she's just dealing with it like she just needs a moment like she's so badass yeah she's so badass yeah i need to make sure that my legs i can still stand up and everything yeah, <laughs> yeah. but my favorite throughout the whole challenge was adam like he was so terrified, especially after seeing Michelle <laughs> fall, and he kept being so scared. And then when he did fall, it reminded me of the Jess fall in Big Brother, where it was like <laughs> so over dramatic to drop like two feet. It was amazing. Yeah, um, Adam is uh, Adam is there. Adam, there's no one quite like Adam in, in this game, or probably even in in Survivor in the past, but. Uh, it's he was just so terrified the entire yeah. episode. In I'm multiple so ways. I'm so scared. I'm scared. He just like he was so scared. But like he's he's up there. He's like 15 feet of of the ground. Like I would be scared too. That is that is very high to fall if your arms give out. 
Uh, and certainly Adam is probably guessing that he is not the type of person who is going to win this challenge. And at some point he is coming down off that pole and it might be from 15 feet. And so that is a good reason to be scared. But like a couple hours. Yeah, I really thought he had a chance. Yeah. I thought he actually had a chance to win it until he started saying I'm scared and defeated himself because yeah. he's a smaller guy. And these are the kind of things that a smaller guy can actually do pretty well. But he, also going against Jeremy, who just had a perfect strategy, is tough. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's like this, like, Adam is just like, it's like these wild swings where, like, he's low and then he's high and then he's low. But, like, he's in the rain. He's like, oh, we're having fun now. This is great. I, like, lived through a, like, a, a superstorm tsunami. Like, he's, he's loving it. But, and, like, like, five seconds later, he's so scared. Um, it, it's, yeah. It, it, Heights just aren't his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heights and, and, and maybe, and maybe, uh, survivor alliances are not quite his thing. Cause his, uh, if he's working with, uh, the people he's working well with here are, uh, Denise, who's kind of ready to cut him loose if that's what needs to happen. Like she's kind of literally brushing her shoulder off of Adam. Like Adam's nothing, you know, she's all smooth. Yep. And, yeah. uh, and even Ben, and like Adam and Ben hate each other. Yeah. They just like, hate each other. Yes. So they do. Like you could tell, yes, you could tell like that the confessional like Adam has about Ben, you know, and then I go to Ben and he says, oh, what is it? it's like that moment where Ben, like, he, like Adam doesn't understand why Ben's upset. Cause Adam's the one who could go home here. And the reason why Ben's upset is he just doesn't want to deal with Adam. Like he just doesn't like Adam. Uh, it's, they're like, uh, they're like siblings who just hate each other and stuff. It's so funny. Adam's definitely the little brother and stuff, yeah. but he would be so honestly, like, I don't blame people for being fed up with him. Cause he, his paranoia would just kill me. Like <laughs> when he was doing the things like, dude, I'm trying to stay alive here. Crazy yeah. man. Like that was so funny. Yeah. It's, it's, he likes to double check and ha he wants to have that lengthy conversation with people. And I guess Nick is the same yep. way, and they are both in trouble for very similar reasons, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, Nick will just pop out of nowhere, so that, that's <laughs> tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's, uh, we, we'll get into that in a moment, but just to wrap up this individual immunity thing here, um, on, the, on the women's side, it, it does come down between Denise and Kim. Um, Denise uh, wins out here and picks up another fire token uh, and an absolutely crucial immunity here, uh, one that she probably needs. Uh, so congratulations to her. Uh, and on the men's side, it is between uh, Jeremy and Nick, um, where Jeremy looks super serious and Nick kind of looks goofy. Uh, but Nick always looks like a little bit goofy because that's just kind of a little bit Nick vibes. Um, he's, he's just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Um, but, you know, he, uh, you know, uh, kudos to Nick for hanging in there. Uh, you know, that that is that is not an easy challenge. Uh, but Jeremy as well picks up immunity here and as well picks up another uh, another token and, you know, had Denise and Jeremy who are a pair and who are a pair who are on the bottom. You know, they were just saying at the merge, you know, Jeremy and I were at the bottom uh, to have this pair win immunity here. Uh, it, it just really could dramatically change how this vote would have gone. Uh, just because, you know, maybe Denise is your first choice. You can't go after Denise. We'll go after Jeremy because Denise and Jeremy are together. Well, you can't go after either of them now. So what do you do? Um, so, you know, it's it, it must win immunities, I would say, for both of them. Um, and, you know, you got if there's any time to win immunity, it's when you need it. Right. So. 
All right. Yeah, they got good timing. Yeah, great timing. Great timing. Uh, and let's speaking of people uh, with great timing, or perhaps people with less than great timing. Uh, you were talking about Nick, right? <laughs> there are right. so many. There are just so many. There are just so many great moments. Like even when um, th- there was like that montage of Nick just walking up on people, right before the vote, uh, and then like li- later. I love that it happens again, where it's just Jeremy at the well, and like he's talking, trying to figure out what's going on with Ben, and then all of a sudden Nick's there. It's great. It's great. Oh, the poor guy. Yeah, and then Jeremy's just like, oh, hey, uh, I've done that before. You're like, oh, and then you just talk to them real quick. <laughs> yeah. But he's getting such a brutal edit. I feel, honestly, I feel pretty bad for Nick. Like, just the montage of him popping out of nowhere when people don't want to talk to him. He had, uh, what else? Uh, he had the poverty just telling that it was his high school crush. Like he's just not getting the love from the editors this year. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's probably, you know, it's probably somewhat in relation to how his game winds up. Uh, You imagine this is probably not what we would see if Nick wins the game. Um, You know, not, not to, you know, not, not spoiler alert. Nick probably doesn't win, but it doesn't look like Nick's going to win based on what we've seen here. Uh, but you know, nineteen people can't. Only one person can. There's. That's you know, correct. Your math is right. One winner, nineteen losers. I, I'm so good at math. I might. Jo- I might be on the challenge next season. All right, basic math. Uh, okay. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's talk about tribal council really quickly here. Um, I, I feel like the, uh, the the most interesting thing I feel like at tribal council. Um, was uh, this really a bad a badass quote from Adam? And one of the uh, one of the best quotes I feel like I've seen in a voting conventional from for, for some time, where he says uh, when voting for Wendell that it's either you or me tonight. I know that, but do you? Like that was just like mm-hmm. it was like a really well delivered line, uh, and it's it's like a line that we've like similar things have been said before, but like it really did get me like that one. And, you know, like, I thought that was good, especially because he was saying how he didn't know what was going on earlier, too. Obviously, he did know a little bit what was going on. But yeah, yeah, no. I, and that is that is exactly where I was going, because he does show like a lot of awareness in some self-awareness here in tribal council where he is mentioning that, you know, well, no one's been talking to me like I can't have a conversation with anybody. And if I'm sitting there as Wendell and I'm hearing all this, like, that's exactly what I want to hear. Like, of course, it's going to be him. Like, that's what happens. Like, it's like, like he's not in on the vote. So no one's talking with him. It's got to be him. And then it winds up being Wendell. Um, he's he's yep. he's he's playing well, uh, you know, from the bottom and he's still around. But, you know, it's. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's he's got to do something to win this game, and I really do not know what he can do to turn this around. Like at this point, like he's got to do something to turn it around. But I'm just stumped as to what he can do to do that. I just don't see any possible way, especially because he has such a like a stink on him. Like even Nick said it. He's like everyone I talked to said, don't trust him, even if you are playing with him and stuff. So it's tough when you. You get that on you and stuff. It's kind of like a football player. Once once you get the stink on you, it's tough to come back from that. Yeah. Yeah. And soap is in uh, very short supply, so stink even harder to remove. Yeah, and days. they're all stinky out there. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, all right. Uh, do you have anything else here at this uh, at this tribal council here? Um, 
any anything else to, uh, uh, to bring the up one here? thing that really uh, yeah. the one thing that stuck out to me was uh, I really loved Parvati hitting Boston Rob when she knew Wendell was gone. Yeah, she did it a couple times. Yeah, stuff. I like that too. I thought that was really great. Parvati's like hell yeah. I like that too. I like that too. You know, it's because it, obviously but, she uh, was uh, she was kind of victimized by that whole tribe, and now she's seen Yule go out, and she's seen Wendell go out, and Michelle's still in the game. So you know, she's got to be feeling good yeah. about that. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, good for you, Parvati. Uh, other than that, it was pretty nondescript tribal council. Even though it was a great episode, the tribal was kind of like the lowest part of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, someone, someone actually, yeah, I think I think you're right. Someone actually pointed out uh, something very interesting. I think it was on Reddit, um, but uh, heck, if I can remember what I was doing like five minutes ago, a little less like five hours ago when I saw it. But um, someone pointed out that um, uh, this this episode. We saw uh, Nick and Wendell together on that swing. Like there's just like this brief edit moment where they were just like hanging out on the swing together. And it's the same exact shot pretty much that we saw of Parvati and Michelle sitting on the swing mm. together, like the doomed two as, uh, you know, as their, their fates were being decided by the other players. Um, I That's a pretty a, good storytelling. Yeah, it's, it's cute. There's, there's still a lot of great storytelling in this entire season. The, the editors are yeah. on, on point here. Um, yeah. One, th- one thing I did think was funny is like Wendell's like introducing this stuff. He's like, Oh, we got the swing over here and everything. Once he built that, they had no more use for him. It's like, all right, thank you for the shelter. You can go now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, uh, it's like the oldest survivor story in the book, right? Where it's like Ozzy thinks he's going to be able to stick around cause he's the guy who always catches the fish. But at some point people are like, well, you know, we got fit. Like we don't need the fit. Like we can just get, we, we don't need him. We don't need him anymore. We, we we used him and he's outlived his usefulness, and unfortunately, yeah. Wendell it, outlived. It's his definitely usefulness. it's definitely an old school Survivor thing where it's like, oh, this is the person who provides for us, so we need to keep him around. It's like that isn't it's not Survivor anymore. Mm-hmm. Nothing left to build, so get rid of the builder. Um, yep. Maybe him and Rob can swap some tips on on building um, there since they're they're both experts. All right. Uh, okay. So uh, before we uh, before we wrap things up, uh, I think it's time once again for a survivor business report uh, because uh, we have had uh, quite a quite a bit of uh, dealings here. Um, so uh, it looks like every single token that was on the edge of extinction has now been spent. Right. Uh, we had uh, five people buying the advantage with one token. Uh, Rob's and Natalie spent three each on the idol, so that that basically wipes us out. Everybody's starting with zero, including uh, including now Wendell, who is on the edge of extinction. Everybody starts with zero uh, here moving forward. Um, Wendell, uh, on his way out of the game, uh, gives one token to Michelle and one token to Nick, uh, basically refunding Michelle the token that Michelle gave to Wendell a couple episodes before. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Nick Nick making out pretty good here too. Um, so, uh, so they are, they are, they are our big, uh, our big money leaders right now, actually. And Michelle is back in the lead with four fire tokens. She has the most of anybody. Uh, and Nick is close behind her at, at three. So Nick has three, Michelle has four. Uh, the people, there are a couple, there are three people here, uh, who have two tokens, uh, Sophie, Jeremy, and Denise, they all have two tokens each and, uh, everybody else has one. Um, so that's where, uh, that's where the fire tokens, uh, stand. And of course there are, you know, Jeremy has that, uh, safety without power advantage we were talking about. Uh, Kim has an idol. Uh, Sophie has an idol. 
So there's a lot of uh, a lot of other stuff besides uh, more valuable items than just fire tokens uh, hanging out in this game, right? Oh, and and Sarah as well can steal a vote. She has that advantage as well. So there's a lot there's a lot right. still out there. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting because Nick and Michelle seem to be on the bottom, and that's a lot of fire tokens that could be bequeathed to a lot of people. Although we do know now that uh, uh, Tony tells us that things are getting more expensive now that we've reached the merge. Um, so perhaps now you're going to need multiple tokens to buy an advantage uh, now that tokens are being consolidated, right? Um, and indeed, we do get a look at the uh, the new menu over at the Merge Beach. Uh, and there's some interesting rewards here uh, and some interesting advantages. Uh, I want to uh, read these down, uh, read these to you, Lance, and, and see if you think there are any good buys here on the list, if there's anything that you should uh, keep an eye out for or save up for. So um, on the advantage side, we have two advantages. One, you can steal someone's spot on a reward. Uh, that's going to cost you three tokens. So it's either the person who wins the reward or the person who is chosen by the person who wins to go on the reward. You can just steal someone's spot. And for two tokens, you can send a personal note to any player on the edge of extinction. So basically, you can send mail to a jury member uh, at, at any time for, for two tokens. Um, there are also some food items. Uh, the bag of beans is back. That's four. Uh, the regular bag of rice, that's five tokens. Uh, they can buy two pillows and two blankets for four. Uh, there is uh, Tyson was uh, talking a little bit about buying a tarp. Uh, that's going to cost five. Going to have to pool some resources there to get that. Um, and the uh, menu does note that the last day you can buy something is sundown of day 34. That's when these, uh, that's when this, this menu will expire. Uh, Lance, is there anything on that menu worth buying? Uh, not really. I guess the only one that kind of piques my interest is stealing the advantage just because maybe there's some hidden immunity idol on the reward trip or anything, but that does point out that we are going to start getting some more competitions with actual rewards then. I, yes, I think the, the one that I actually think is the most compelling to me is the sending a personal note to any player on the edge of extinction. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's valuable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend it uh, myself, but I think it's a very interesting advantage to have. Uh, it's a very unique thing. You know, it's not really a, uh, uh, it's not really a thing that we've seen in Survivor before, where a person has the opportunity to really chat up uh, someone who's already been voted out of the game, make a pitch why you should win, or make a pitch why you should be aligned with each other if you get back in, uh, which I thought was very interesting. I, I think I feel like the closest thing that we've seen to that is maybe, uh, I think like in Big Brother it happened once, right, where someone won an advantage uh, where, where where they were able to talk with a, a jury member, like go on like a short little trip with a jury member once. Yeah, uh, but aside from that, like this is this is pretty unique, and I like that. I like things that are unique. So that's yeah, could definitely I be buy a jury it, management thing. Yeah, yeah, it could be a jury management thing too. Get yourself a a jury vote or two. Yeah, just Tyson. Tyson could send mail back, just saying like, "Hey, here's where the peanut butter is." FYI, and then uh, everyone will love him again. So uh, yeah. yeah, could just send a you up to somebody. <laughs> that's right. So it's, it's a very, very expensive, uh, very expensive text, especially if you need to reply then. Uh, yeah, yeah. So two, two, two per reply. Um, all right. So I think that, that about, uh, that wraps up the, uh, I think that wraps up our survivor business report here. I'm um, going to be very interested to see uh, where these go. Like there's going to be more advantages, I presume, on the edge of extinction being sold into the game. 
Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna keep an eye on that. But um, how well? Uh, here's a question that I have because like I know that it's been tricky for me to keep track of like where all these tokens are going and like who's got what and who spent what and what. Um, how do you think the players in the game, like the people who are actively in the game right now, are keeping track of this? Like, do you think they have any idea where these tokens are? Uh, I don't think so. I think they obviously think that, like we heard from Yule, that he thinks it's going to play a big part of it. But we haven't even seen people really discuss, like, how many do you think this person has? How many do you think this person has and stuff? Like, I just don't think it's that huge of a deal because I don't think we've seen the outcomes yet. Yeah. So if if it became if somebody bought something and it was like a huge deal, then I think people would start caring more. But until we see exactly how that all plays out, I just don't think I think it's a definitely in a, the back of their mind, but it doesn't seem to be something that everyone's like, oh, if I vote this person out, they'll probably have more tokens or do you think this person gave it to this person? Right. I just haven't seen that. I think they probably have like a kind of like a, a like their information is like Swiss cheese. Like they've got some of it, but there are a lot of holes everywhere. Like yeah. I, I think people can kind of assume that, okay, well, Denise said she sp spent her tokens on Sandra's Idol and okay, she just got one. So she's probably got one. She has what, two now, right? Um, but um, you might think that, okay, well, if Wendell goes out of the game, he's probably going to give his token to Michelle since they were formerly kicking it. So maybe she's got <laughs> a couple extra. Um, but, um, you know, it's, I, I think once you like from there, like it's, it gets, I think a lot tougher to track down where these are. And I think that's, that's kind of what makes them fun in a sense. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it, I it's definitely hard telling think, who's got what. Yeah. There's so much downtime that they obviously talk about it. I'm sure there's like conspiracy theories up the wazoo. Like, like if you go on YouTube and just see a bunch of conspiracy theories and stuff, but we just haven't seen a lot of it yet. So I wonder if that's something that we'll see more of. I, I'm guessing we will. The advantages just aren't that great unless you're on edge of extinction so yeah. it's just not playing a huge factor yet yeah all right well we'll uh, we'll see how that turns out um so lance uh, before we wrap the episode up here um i'm i'm curious uh, every every week we we wrap things up by asking uh whether or not you learned anything and i i, I guess I, I stepped on your foot a little earlier when we uh, when we blew one of the things you learned uh, a little early. I've actually used a, a few of mine, so okay, all right. Uh, well, I have a couple. I have a couple things, but I can. What do you, you got know. left? <laughs> well, uh, I'll go through the ones that we obviously talked about. So yeah. the peanut butter was worth it. That sure. was uh, an obvious one. And then uh, I said, uh, "This is another thing I learned. It'll be an upset if Sophie doesn't win." And uh, just pretty much Sophie doing exactly what Jeremy wanted to do, and Jeremy can't pull that off. I thought. I just learned that it's Sophie's game to lose now. I, I think that I think that is true. I think that is true. Um, yeah. uh, one thing uh, one thing I learned here is don't be a creeper. Don't don't be a creeper. Yeah. No, one? no one likes a creeper. Uh, it's it's one thing to be a part of uh, of a conversation and and be a part of every conversation, and it's another to just see a conversation walk up on it and just kind of creep on it a little bit. I think that's uh, that was kind of Nick's style there a little bit. Uh, yeah, don't, sometimes don't be creepy. Stuff, like you want to get in a conversation and stuff and you just slowly sneak up in there. You think you're doing the cool thing and yeah. now it's very awkward and very weird and you're popping out of nowhere. I really like the line that Sophie had at Tribal Council, uh, you know, not to backtrack, but, you know, she mentioned that uh, that the hardest thing about this game is accepting that you can't be in every conversation and that there are some conversations you just won't be in and you just got to trust yeah. that 
they're going fine. And unfortunately, it looks like people like Adam and, and Nick, they are not as trusting and they need to be everywhere. And that is not good that people are on the lookout. It's a it's an all winter season. So people people's radar, you're not playing with people who don't know what they're doing. People know what they're doing. Yep, exactly. Uh, and I guess the last thing I really learned was uh, Tony has taken over the Yule role. He's the guy mm-hmm. that's talking about the game of Survivor in a simple way to understand. We talked about his, him uh, comparing Survivor and the voting to the stream and just going with the the flow and everything. And it felt like a very Yule thing to do. And uh, we kind of see that he's kind of like the guy in the Alliance who is you know trying to give a little bit of advice. He's obviously not as smart as Yule, but in yeah. the game, he's he's right on par with him too. Yeah, um, I t- poor poor Tony. He's in he's in such a tough position, and he he's in a tough position because of the nature of being Tony, where you know he it seems like he doesn't want to make any moves here because he is known for that guy who's crazy and makes these big moves. But if he doesn't make any moves here and he just goes with the flow the whole time, he's gonna get washed away. And at some point, that's gonna happen here, uh, unless he does something. And you know it's. He he just gave he basically gave this one up to uh, to Sophie, um, you know they that she she kind of got the better of, of end of the stick this time, um, and it's not a full out war yet, but that that war is is coming. <laughs> uh, I want to see if a war happens between Sophie and Denise because they we've mentioned them as like the two leaders in the clubhouse to win this thing, and they both have these resumes, and I just wonder if they'll ever get each other in the crosshairs or if they keep going for similar targets and stuff and maybe one of them gets clipped before they go head to head. But to me, that would be a really fun matchup if they both kind of realize these are, this is another person that can win the game. Do I go after this person now? That would be, but I gotta, I gotta warn Denise about that. Cause it looks like, uh, if, if Wendell's any judge, the moment you say, uh, Sophie's a threat is the moment you disappear from the game. And, yeah. Uh, and, do we start pe- seeing people go after the knees of Sophie? She has a lot of connections with a lot of people, so it's a little tougher. She's but... she's not she does not seem to be on anybody's radar as that person. And based on who is working, like Tony, like just that conversation, like we don't have a lot of that conversation between Tony and Sophie, but it really looks like they're working together real well because it's it's like it's a very open and honest conversation with each other, you know. And yep. Tony is very seems very okay with doing what Sophie wants, even though it is opposed to what he wants, because they are working together. Um, so, and she, you know, we we said like she's got that relationship now with Ben and with Sarah, and she, she's in such a good spot, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, well, enough about Sophie being great. Uh, until next week, when I'm sure we'll talk about Sophie being great some more. Uh, uh, but I think that about wraps us up for this week here. Uh, I want to remind everyone that, uh, you know, we are, we are going to be here, uh, throughout the entire season, uh, in studio or at home, wherever we are, we're going to be finishing this thing up. Uh, so, uh, so please, if you haven't subscribed to the Survivor Brothers yet, we would love it if you did. Uh, we're available on every major podcasting app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you'll find good podcasts, you'll find ours. Uh, and if you really love the Survivor Brothers, we would be most appreciative if you would leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, five stars or five stars only, or else Lance gets fired. Right, Lance? 
That's correct. I don't want to get fired. Nope. That's the last thing we want. We, we need you here, man. All right. right. So uh, so don't get Lance fired. Everybody. All right. So uh, I'll see you back here next week. Right, Lance? That's right. All right. And we'll see you guys back here, too, faithful listeners. Uh, g- goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. CBS Sunday, after The Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.